Welcome to another episode of All Things with Melanie Hart. So I've had a few conversations this week with clients um, who just learned of my recent marriage to my husband, Dave. Now, my clients know me as a single woman, and as I explained in my introduction about Dave and my announcement uh, a couple of podcasts ago, um, a lot of my clients knew of my contentment in my singleness. And I think that there was a season that God, well, I know that there was a season that God allowed me to, um, to, to be single, to remain single, and not just to be content, although I think that's a wonderful thing to be content um, in the seasons of life that God gives us, but actually to really find joy, uh, to also find purpose in those seasons. And one of the purposes that I could probably talk about a lot as far as singleness goes and putting distance from some of my past patterns of jumping into new relationships quickly um, and so many uh, of those types of things that the more I put the distance into just remaining single and fixed my eyes, fixed my gaze on Christ, found my complete sufficiency in Him, it exponentially grew my joy in the season to the point where I had resigned myself, maybe that's too strong a word, but resolved to trust God, to trust his faithfulness to me in light of a future that is looking more and more difficult in this world um, in many ways as a, as a Christian, as a Christian woman. Uh, um, the world is become, uh, it has become increasingly unstable um, just even in, in light of Christianity and living out our Christianity, um, there could be financial instability and there could be all of these things that could cause me to have fear as a single woman. But, but as God grew me, I, I really didn't fear for my future because I learned to trust and depend on the faithfulness of God And so that brings me to a word that is, was new to me in the last few years to really think about. And I'm not going to expound on all that the sovereignty of God is, but I do want to talk about the sovereignty of God that Charles Haddon Spurgeon likened the sovereignty of God. It's a famous quote of his that I find myself saying a lot. In fact, I found, find every attribute of God to be like this, but he said that the sovereignty of God is like a weighted blanket. Oh, I love 
me a weighted blanket. <laughs> I love blankets that just comfort me and 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 hug me and are close to me and 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 I have come to understand that or, or begin to understand how God's sovereignty is like a weighted blanket. Now, what does God's sovereignty mean? Well, <laughs> books <laughs> have been written about uh, about the sovereignty of God, but if I could just plainly and simply define it, it would be God's complete control, his reign, his rule as creator of the universe, as author of 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 life as the author of of my life his control his perfect will his perfect purposes and and i just heard uh, john piper say that he sees the providence of god as the uh, purposes of the sovereignty of god and and i really like that because that's it's very a very simple way of thinking of it, of it so how do we view God's sovereignty when we see the sovereignty of God play out in others? And so that brings me back to my conversations with some of my single clients this week who have come to know me um, and, um, uh, and, and be mentored by me and counseled by me as a single woman, they could identify with that. And one of my concerns was, how are some of those clients who can be somewhat grieved about their singleness, not to say that they're not trusting in God, but there is a reality of of an aloneness, which is harder for some people than others, a reality of the pain of of, of living through life unmarried and 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 without children and so I actually really felt a little bit of a of a weight of that just just a concern about that for some of my clients and as I've shared the story of Dave and 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 God's uh, providential work and God's sovereignty and in my life and and, and how I met him and, and how that's all come about. What I was so gladdened by, heartened by, encouraged by, was that uh, these precious women have come to see this as an encouragement to them. That I could encourage them that when they seek God with all their heart and all their soul and all their mind and all their strength, and they, as, as I have tried to do, place their trust and their faith in God, that they find their sufficiency in Him, then they can trust ultimately in a sovereign God. No, no matter what, uh, for God's sovereign plan, God's perfect plan is for them, because they find their completeness in him, yet also find some encouragement that as God was growing me and growing me in my faith, in my theology, in my trust of him, 
God was also doing this for this man that God has brought into my life, who is now my husband. And that's been very much an encouragement for them. And in the providential plan and timing of God, one of those precious clients and friends um, was in Victoria with me this week. And she had asked me uh, weeks ago to have high tea with her. So I'm going to let you in right now to a little bit of that conversation with my dear friend when I had tea with Tina. This is, okay. Okay, so yeah, so okay, I'm. So I no longer live. I am sitting with my friend Tina <laughs> in a beautiful tea room, and Tina is a single lady and, and my friend, and she has just learned uh, of my recent marriage, and we've been talking about the sovereignty of God. So the question we've been talking about is, talk to me. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the sovereignty of God in singleness and how you've been kind of wrestling through that, even in light of my news that may have been difficult for you to hear. Yeah, I think it's the flesh and the devil, right? It's like what happened when Eve was was being tempted by the serpent, where we're saying, is God really for you? Or is he trying to keep something from you? Can you really trust him? Can you trust that he's really for you, right? Did God really say that? Did God really say that? And, and, and can you trust what he said? Because that's the thing. And the word is constantly telling us, you know, that he is, that we are his, that we've been crucified with Christ, and we no longer live, our life is hidden in Christ, and that he'll never leave us or forsake us, and that he has a plan. He has a plan. Have I have a plan for you. And that we are his vessel to be used in this world. And and, and the, the constant flesh, the flesh is always saying, but you're missing out, you're missing out. And that's the battle with the flesh we're going to have until until we die. We're always going to have that. We want it sometimes here. We think if we if we have it here, but we're not going to have it here. We're always going to battle the flesh until we're glorified and we're with Absolutely. him in heaven. Then then the, the struggle will end. But sometimes we think the struggle is supposed to end here and it's not supposed to. It's going to be, we're going to be struggling with the flesh and the devil until the day we die. The perseverance of the saints. The perseverance of the saints. And then, and then recently I was looking at Corinthians where, where Paul was saying, I want the thorn to be taken away. And he says, I'm not going to take the thorn away because in your weakness, that is when I'm strong. Right. Right. And also he disciplines us. He uses things in our life to discipline us, to make us more and more like him. And it's painful and it hurts. But he's not going to give you pie in the sky. Um, okay, I'm going to give you this thing, and it's all going to be over, and you're going to be you're going to be okay, right? There's always going to be that struggle until we die. But it's trusting him that he has a plan for us, and whatever that plan is, he knows. He knows us better than we do. He knows what we need. He knows why he made us. He knows why he saved us, and we need to trust him and keep trusting him that what he says is true. And being in the word and being in the word and studying the word and, and, and when you're struggling and sometimes you don't even want to go to the word because you right. feel you want to feel sorry for yourself and then you go to the word and you go, okay, because it's struggle and just go in there even when you don't feel it. 
And then in time, he, he speaks to you in clear ways and he says, yes, and you go, yes, exactly what I needed to hear. But how else am I going to feel that if I don't? Can I take this away? But mm -hmm. also, um, well, we are planning on closing soon. Sure. Will you need to use the washroom before we lock no, that up? No, no, Okay. Do you want your teas? Um, I'm, I'm good. You oh my gosh, you don't have to do that. Yeah. No, I, I, please. <laughs> how, how long do we have? Five minutes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's, um. I've come to, to think about the attributes of God like uh, muscle memory. This came up for me the other day. It was kind of like, so if, we're, if we know who God is and we're dwelling on the attributes of God, um, it's kind of like, have you ever taken a first aid course? So when we take first aid course, we go through the um, CPR. And we, and we hear, and one, and two, and three, mm. and four, and one, and two, and three, and four. And we do that over and over again until we have that muscle memory. Mm. We have that reflex. Mm -hmm. And then in crisis, when that happens, we can do, and one, and two, and three, and four, and what, right? And so I've started to think about the attributes of God. Like, if we've practiced them to the point, like you were saying about being in the Word, yes, to the point yes, of muscle yes, memory, yes, yes. then when something happens, we yes, can say, yes, my God is yes. sovereign and I can trust Him. My God is exactly. sovereign and I and can trust Him. And that's why you have to prepare yourself for those times. Because right. there are times you're going to read the Word and it means nothing to you at that moment. Right. If you're diligent in reading it and praying it, not just reading it. Right. This, lately I've been doing a lot of praying the Word. Ooh, and yeah. when you pray the word, you're actually letting it digest. You're digesting it. You're meditating on it. You're thinking about what does that mean? Praying about it. And then when you, when the time comes that you're going through a struggle, the Lord brings those things to your mind, and you go, "Oh, that's what I, what I needed." all that stuff right, in me. Right. But you need to spend time in the Word when you're not going through that particular struggle. Building up your faith Building muscles your so, that so that you that, have the strength. Exactly. So when the time comes, that Word, when Satan is attacking you, what did Jesus do when when Satan was tempting him in the de in, in the desert? He said, he, he said, the Word says this. He goes, no, yes, but the Word says this. So this is this this. So what, how do you fight the devil, the temptations, or the or the, your your flesh? Is by by using the word right. and using that word to fight. You go to the word, yeah. you know. And oh my soul, you know. In the psalm, it says, you know, him talking to himself, to his soul. How does he do that? You know, he knows in the beginning he's struggling, but then as he meditates on the Lord and as he talks to him, as he all of a sudden he comes out of it, right? It's just like Jacob struggling with God, you know. Yeah. But you have to prepare yourself. You need the word, the word in you. Meditate on it. Hide it in your heart so that when those times come, you can fight the temptation. Right. You can fight it. And I've, I've seen it. I've felt it. When the word comes to me and it goes, yeah, okay, no, no, no. Right. That's not me anymore. Colossians right. says, I, can put, new, those, uh, I yeah. can put those away. Whatever feelings I'm feeling right now right. that are from the past, no, no, no. Right. Right. My flesh right. and the devil, no. Thy That's word have I me. hidden in my heart that, that I, I might sin against sin, thee. That I might not sin against you. Right, right. And, yes. and also that, that we're a new creation. We're a creation. And we can Colossians says, put off the right. old, put on the right. new. It's a responsibility. And you're thinking a lot about the fact that sometimes you need to, to um, it's not just, okay, God, you do it. it you, you work. God gives you the, the tools. But you need to do the work. You need to say no to that. Put it, put it off. 
and put it on. That's not who I am You think anymore. a good biblical counselor. Thank you for letting me record this. Yeah. They're going to kick us out soon, but yeah, that, that, was, that was good. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for the tea. You're very welcome. <laughs> And so this was an episode that was recorded in three parts. And so my final thoughts on, on this episode, the, about the sovereignty of God, the sovereignty of God in singleness, in thinking about how the sovereignty of God has played out in my life, his plans, his purposes. And in talking to my good friend Tina, as she wrestles through the reality of her own life and how things have unfolded in her own life, I cannot help but observe a woman who knows the Word of God. Um, I'm so encouraged by that. She knows the Word of God. She loves the Word of God. She prays the Word of God. And I know for a fact that the time that she has above and beyond working full-time, she is a sister, she is an aunt, um, she is involved in, in her local church, but she is also taken time to spend quality time with other women, uh, younger women, which is so biblical, (laughs) to encourage them in their faith. And so I, I thank God for Tina. And I thank God for my tea with Tina. I hope you enjoyed kind of listening in. So I just have a few final thoughts to by way of encouragement, and maybe this is a little bit of a a challenge too, but um, I think the question we need to ask is, do we believe God or do we only believe in what we can see before our eyes? We know that God is sovereign in all things, and I'm going to get to Romans 8 28, which is an often quoted verse regarding the sovereignty of God uh, that we can really cling to. But this was a more challenging thought when I was reading through A.W. Tozer's book on the attributes of God. It was not a concept I had thought of before but is very humbling, I realized that God is not under any obligation to us. It's a very sobering, humbling, pride-killing thing to contemplate that what God wills to do, He wills to do in our lives. He is Creator, And we are creature. A.W. Tozer said, The reality is that it is impossible 
to bring the Creator under obligation to His creation. It is impossible to bring the Creator under obligation to His creation. And how that humbles me when I think through that is I think, what have I demanded of God? Like the clay (laughs) screaming out to the potter, why have you made me this way? Why have you made my life this way? Why has it turned out this way? That's why we need to understand the sovereignty of God and the goodness of God. Ephesians 1 verse 5 says that God works according to the good pleasure of his will. And Romans eleven thirty four and 35, for who has known the mind of the Lord and who has been his counselor and who has given him a gift that he might be repaid? Our role in working out our faith is to fix our eyes on him, the author, the potter, the creator, right? And the finisher of our faith. Because he who has begun a good work, will he will complete it. He will complete it. Because God is a God of completeness. He is perfect. He finishes what he starts. We we must know who God is in a in a deep and wide way so that we can cling to those truths as we work these things out in our mind. And we can do that fully believing that he has our good in mind. And that brings us to Romans 8.28 that all things all things work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So just a little sidebar here that I want you to see. Who does God work all things together for? Those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. God works all things together for his own, for his kids. That's his fatherness his fatherhood to us it's his goodness to us and so do we believe God when he says that can we trust God in our different seasons of life can you trust God in your singleness can you trust God In whatever, you can plug in whatever season you are going through. And how do I know that we can 
trust him? Well, I have a testimony of it, but more importantly, I believe what God says in his word, that he can be trusted, that he is working out all things to those who love him and according to his word. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Did you hear that? It is the purpose of the Lord that will stand because God is a God of purpose. The purpose of his will. He does things on purpose because he is sovereign and he is working out his purposes in our life. That is the providence of God. And to encourage you, Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I, the same God that we've just been talking about, he says, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Wow, when I read that, I, I, I see the I ams in that verse. There's one, two I ams, and there's one, two, three I will. I am with you. I am your God. And as I read that, I also almost sense in my spirit God saying, Am I not enough for you? Are you not aware of my sufficiency? I wonder if it pains the heart of God when we are discontent and we are dissatisfied with our lives instead of trusting him that he is working all things out for our good. And then he makes promises. I will strengthen you. The God who is all powerful. That's the God who will strengthen us. And says, I will help you. He is our, our helper in time of need. And I will uphold you with my righteous hand. There's his righteousness his perfect righteousness God's word is just so beautiful and the last verse I'll read to you that is very powerful and very much speaks to the sovereignty of God is Isaiah 46 verse 10 declaring the end from the beginning And from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. 
God's counsel, God's will, God's perfect purposes. That's the God that we can count on. He is sovereign and he is sovereign over all things. So I pray that this episode in thinking through the sovereignty of God in singleness or in different seasons of life where we are waiting, I trust that if you have placed your faith in him and you are in Christ, you can count on the fact that he is working all things together for good because you love him and because you have been called according to his purposes. I pray a blessing on you. I pray this is encouraging to you. Until next time, take care.